Maybe we restart. <laughs> no, 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 we're good. Oh, no, sorry. No, no, no. I heard the music going. It's good now, yeah. Wow, this is a. Uh, I am not on my game today. <laughs> what it? What is the? You don't need to be on your game when it's a casual. You're right. Next episode. I'm thinking too seriously. It's you're right. Casual yeah. catch critics episode number three. Twa. We're back. Music is still a banger. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We uh, we survived the week after doing uh, power rankings of yeah Disney Hall of Fame. Yeah, twenty uh, views on last week's episode. Yeah, and they are now released. Um, Podbean and Apple Pod podcasts, I believe. Dude, we are we are expanding. We're expanding. We're going to continue to expand. That's what the people want welcome everybody to the casual couch critics episode three my name is jared i have no movie expertise whatsoever but i enjoy watching them with my co-host as always zach how are you doing i'm doing well and i'm looking forward to talking about some movies today talking about what's going on in the world of movies and yeah dude i'm i'm loving that you know we're three episodes in this has become a kind of weekly thing and i'm looking forward to it each and every week any regrets over the Hall of Fame last week? Hmm, none. You? It's because you got your treasure planted in there. Yeah, really, that was my goal. Like, treasure planet made the Hall of Fame, so. You saw Wish. Would you put Wish in there since that? No, okay, I did see Wish since then, and it's not, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay that we right. left Wish out of the Hall of Fame. Well, Congratulations again to that those inductees to the first Casual Couch Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's a it's a big deal. Big deal, big deal. Disney Disney does realize that. Well, um, anyway, we got a definitely a smaller scale show compared to the impact uh, of and and uh, achievement that we were doing last week with with all the Disney animated movies. But still lots to talk about. You know, it's beginning of December. Uh, a lot of movies still coming out this month before, you know, the long drawn out January and February that it sometimes feels like at the movies. And uh, yeah, so we'll dive right in. Uh, those who listen to the first episode know we originally called this section coming soon, but then we did actually preview, I guess we did Karate Kid Multiverse. Yeah. But... We're not going to be previewing anything too much today, so it's bonus features. Bonus features, we're, and we're doing them first, so it's not even right. like at the end. Like we're yeah, just, we're like an old school DVD. We are, we are. I miss those. I miss yeah, right. those. Um, and the main thing I want to talk about, and it's kind of gotten traction that I've seen around the internet, um, is the movie musicals, specifically Wonka. Mm-hmm. which is coming out this coming week, um, starring Timothy Chalamet as a young Willy Wonka, a William Wonka, if you will. I will. Um, turns out that movie's a musical. And I don't think that's completely unexpected, knowing that the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movies had songs and there was dancing and it was, 
you know, a bit charming in that way. But no, the trailers have really shown that. Yeah. Like uh, none of the marketing has promoted that. And, you know, later, I think around Christmas time, The Color Purple is coming out. That's being remade, Steven Spielberg's movie. And, um, and that hasn't really been marketed as much as of a musical. And so I guess what it comes down to, what I want to talk about uh, with you, Zach, is are we afraid of, like, as a, as a Hollywood industry to market movies as musicals now? Like, kind of what's the hesitation there, do you think? That's a really great question. I, I don't know. I, I, oh, so when you told me it's going to be a musical – and I've watched the trailers for it. I knew about this movie for, I think, probably about a year and a half I've known about this movie's coming out. And when you told me it's going to be a musical, I was like, oh, really? Didn't see that in any of the marketing whatsoever. But, like, it makes sense, as you say. The original was a musical. I, I, I think maybe there is this thing in Hollywood of, like, if people know it's a musical, they'll assume it's the story sucks and like unless the music's good, they're not going to come out to it. And maybe there's like this thing of like we want people to come out to it and then gain you know traction because think of like the greatest showman, right? Yeah, a horrible opening box office, but then once people saw it, word of mouth just spread like crazy and it actually ended up doing really well at the box office, yeah, right? So, like. Yep. Maybe that's part of it where people are like, they don't want to have people write it off as a musical because there's some people that were like, oh, if it's a musical, I'm not going to go unless like I hear it's good or something. I don't know. But that's 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 most people going to the movies nowadays anyway for most movies. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. You bring up Greatest Showman. I feel like that's kind of the last big box office hit in terms of movie theater goings for yeah. musicals. Um, that was 2017, I believe. Yeah. Um, but even if I just list some things off in the 2020s, so just the past, you know, kind of four full years, um, you know, 2020, obviously COVID, not a lot of stuff, but we got um, Eurovision, Will Ferrell, <laughs> Netflix, right. McAdams. Again, it's a musical, but it, I don't know. It kind of is, kind of isn't. I guess it did promote itself, but as a direct-to-streaming movie, I guess, is kind of what I wanted to say there. Hamilton, obviously right. yeah. ginormous, but the stage, at, it wasn't actually a movie. It was a stage recording, and yeah. again, wildly successful. A very well done one, yeah. Yeah, 2021, you know, a West Side, West Side Story remake, again, really good, but it was a remake. Um, Tick, Tick, Boom, which was pretty good. That was a great movie, yeah. But it, it was biographical of a Broadway yeah. person, so that was kind of expected. And, uh, yeah, 2022, I'm looking here, Disenchanted, you know, that sequel. That was directed Disney+. Plus. Um, two Pinocchio movies last year people <laughs> the spirited musical the christmas musical of ryan reynolds and will ferrell um and all in between there i should say we got like lots of uh, biopics of 
popular musicians like we had Bohemian Rhapsody with right. um with, with that one be probably being the most notable for Rami Malek winning the Oscar we have you know the Rocket Man Elton John one yeah yeah the weird there's a weird owl one like <laughs> used to one like there's just there's always those ones right yeah. and it seems to me when I look like this this year really the only other musical was the little mermaid and i'm not really including all the like you know I, we mentioned the pinocchios but like all these disney remakes you know what you're kind of going yeah like they're so it seems to me like there's three categories of movie one is a biographical story of a musical artist so you know you're going to get songs Two is a remake of a Disney movie, and so you know you're going to get songs. And the third is a Broadway adaptation, so you know you're going to get songs. And then Wonka kind of falls in this weird space where it's an original kind of musical. Hmm. And and I can't think of, like, like, we were all, like, all those things I listed, the original ones, you know, Eurovision, Spirited, uh, you know, I can't really see anyone else has come to the top of my head, but those were direct to streaming. You right? know, less risk there. Yeah, you know, Jared, you bring up, you know, hearing you kind of go through that brought me up. I, I think with this movie, this is an intentional marketing, you know, strategy of, yeah. okay, this is a musical, but we want people to focus on the story. We want people to know this movie is the story about Willy Wonka or William Wonka, if you will, uh, before Bill, be, Bill, Bill, if someone calls him Bill, the movie, uh, before like Charlie, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's really interesting. And the one musical you didn't bring up that was a box office bomb. And you wonder if that, that like has made studios nervous is cats. Oh yeah, no, I yeah, that wasn't even on. I don't even know. Was that on the list I had? Maybe I just wiped that completely. From and rightfully and, so, and maybe that's why studios are like, "Oh, we don't want another Cats fiasco." Well, that was a Broadway adaptation too, though. I feel like, I mean, it's a very good point uh, from you, but I mean, if people want, if if the if the purpose of the story again, we haven't seen the movie yet. It's coming out this week. I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point. Um, the if the if it is just a full blown musical, then that's going to be more confusing. Yeah. Right. And I feel like you know it's gotten pretty good critical response so far. I think it was suffering around 75, 80 percent Rotten Tomatoes. Not that we're a pro Rotten Tomatoes show. We haven't really gotten deep into that you and I so far. But I mean, general consensus is that people like them movie prior to its release we'll see how audiences kind of respond to it i know just talking with close friends like yourself and others a bit of hesitation on is this gonna be good i'm not like obviously you can see the production value it visually looks great you see but like, like i wouldn't say the trailer has blown me away no but maybe it's part of that is because you know musicals are similar to action movies in the sense that they're built around big set pieces mm. and if you're gonna hide that yeah 
it's going to be hard to kind of sell. Like Mission Impossible, you know what you see what Tom Cruise is going to do in the trailer or like the preview of him going up the cliff. You don't know what's going to happen. But usually in for musicals, you get previews of these big set pieces where people, you know, are line kicking or, you know, dancing <laughs> kind of thing. But uh, and it's a bit of a set more of a celebration. So anyway, it's intriguing because I also think, you know, if we just look at this past week's box office too, it's a reflection this year has completely revolutionized a fourth category. It's not, it's probably an extension of a music music movie musical rather than an actual category of it but just film concerts being popular again beyonce's movie renaissance won the box office this past week in its debut we obviously we know all about taylor swift's uh, movie from a few (laughs) from a few months ago um and so yeah concert movies are back and so it's like it's almost like the next evolution because we went through, for like the past four or five years, a heavy musical artist biopic phase in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And it's still even happening now. I think we're trickling down to the end and kind of these concert movies are rising from from that, uh, you know, just that saturation <laughs> of biopics. All right, let's actually have the real artists themselves just record their <laughs> concert and we'll play it. No, that's a bad thing. I, I definitely enjoy concert movies. They, they're definitely a thing of the past, but it's interesting to see the big resurgence and popularity of them, uh, especially in context with this, like, not promoting movies as musicals kind of idea on the other end of things. Um. Any other thoughts on that? Well, I think in terms of like the concert movies, just like, and I haven't seen Beyonce's or Taylor Swift's concert movie, but like, well, I just am neutral. I'm not the target audience, but like, I think they like modern day technology and like filming tactics for a stadium concert tour has advanced a lot, right? And so I I think, you know, they'd be foolish not to make a concert movie out of their, you know, the successful tours, right? Uh, So that they can get it to as many people as possible. That being said, back to musicals, I I don't know if I'm ready to say we're in a musical resurgence or renaissance, but I, I think studios are making these movies because they know there is a market for it and yeah the reality is a lot of movie going like the movie going audience has still not returned to cinemas as it was back in 2019 which was a record second uh record setting year for the film industry right and so if they can get all these different genres to you know let people know like hey there's a movie for you. Come on out to the theater, you know, grab some popcorn, have a good time. And uh, whether that's an action flick or a movie or musical, uh, there, there's something for you. So like, I, I think it, it's good. And I'm hoping that, that this, uh, this new Wonka movie is, is great. I'm hoping that it's fun. I hope that it's it encourages people to have a big imagination because yeah. in general, I, I think that's a that's a message that our world can use right now. Yeah, I agree. I think, 
you know, you know my my family. I grew up in a, mo- a family that loves musicals, um, and I think they are events mm-hmm. similar to to action movies. And you know, the past few years, as you said, maybe we've just kind of pivoted to just putting them on streaming. But especially around the holidays, like um, a successful musicals, a great kind of winter thing, right? Usually, there's like one kind of fantasy movie. There's one animated movie, drama, and a musical that comes out usually around this time of year. And, um, yeah, I think it it has the framework to be successful. But I hope maybe, depending on how its success does this weekend, maybe they'll start pushing, you know, on the commercials, like, hey, this is an actual event kind of thing. Um, Because that seems to be... uh, what's bringing people into the movies, which leads us, I think, a good transition to our feature presentation this week. And no, there's no Hall of Fame, but, you know, maybe there should be. Well, that was last week's episode was Hall of Fame. Even go watch that. Yeah, yeah, but maybe maybe we need to make like a day. Because, (laughs) Because this past week, it's been all Godzilla. Yeah! Godzilla minus one has completely um, taken over. Now, obviously, yeah. I said Beyonce won um, the box office. However, um, and even Hunger Games is still rolling. It, it barely passed Godzilla minus one for number two. But for a Japanese-made film with a limited release in North America, this movie is doing phenomenal and it's just expanded its release. Um, unfortunately, I can't say I've seen it yet, but it just because of its uh, widening of, of showings, uh, my theater is is getting it this week. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. But, you know, Godzilla minus one, crazy, crazy that it's bringing in people. Um, what are your thoughts kind of on all the Godzilla hype? I know you're you're a big Godzilla guy. Yeah, so I I'll anyone who's watching listening, I was introduced to Godzilla through the 1998 movie which I know I know it's bad, okay? I know it. I know it. The cartoon series was awesome that went like that was the sequel to that was great, but the actual movie was not that good. However, that encouraged me to go check out older Godzilla movies and then I'm really digging the new MonsterVerse movies. I love Godzilla versus Kong, and I'm so excited. I know we're going to talk later about Godzilla times Kong or Godzilla X Kong, whatever you want to call it. But uh, Godzilla minus one, I'd love to go see it. It's not in any theaters close to where I live, but I w- once it gets to streaming, I'm definitely going to get it like the first day it comes out. And from what I've heard about this movie, I love that it's a different godzilla story it's it's not your typical one it's something where you can really apparently fall in love and and cheer for the human character is in it and like i i had one friend who saw it and he told me he's like i was cheering for godzilla at the start of the movie but at the end like by the end of the movie i was cheering for the humans and like godzilla was like the villain and so like i'm so interested to see about that because at the end of the day, like Godzilla is a big, muscular, massive force of nature that can, you know, disrupt an entire city whenever he shows up. So I'm excited about it. 
I'm love that this movie's doing well. I think it shows people that you know there are great there's great cinema outside of Hollywood uh, to to experience, and there's talented filmmakers all over the world. And I, I love that this movie is doing well. Yeah, I think it uh, it's it's crazy. Um, just the past ten years, if if you said you know we're kickstarting off this monsterverse, which we'll get into a little bit later, but Godzilla has kind of I, I guess more mainstream become more of a popular figure because of that, and here we are with this you know Japanese led and created uh godzilla movie returning to its roots taking inspiration from the uh early on films uh this was directed by takashi yamazaki and you know dealing with you know when we talk about godzilla we learn about him as a kid you know usually there's the lego blocks and <laughs> kids are running around smashing them over similar to like when we first learned about king kong as as young children but we know when we ask where Godzilla come from, it's like, well, during the war, a bomb got dropped on him. And he's, he or she, okay, don't, don't, come, at, don't come at me. I guess it it might vary. I feel like, I don't know. I'm not even going to get into this this debate. I'm moving forward. <laughs> but eight movie, it's a she. <laughs> yeah. Um, in Godzilla Minus One, you know, returning to the origin story, but more of like where godzilla started which was as you said like it's a monster like it's destroying things and and you know a criticism of the monsterverse was has been the focus on the humanity rather than the monsters and it's interesting that this is kind of flipped mm -hmm. and focus on the humanity around the monster and it's proven successful while at the same time, the MonsterVerse is still going on. We'll get into the Godzilla Kong New Empire thing in a little bit. We'll get into Monarch, that show that's going on right now in a little bit. But these things are act like Monarch is actively being released right now by Apple. And I'm sure this wasn't a surprise to know this movie was coming out. You know, it's a popular IP. But not only to have it be its own story but kind of the opposite the inverse of what we're seeing i think that's pretty cool we, and it it kind of shows how uh the monsterverse version of godzilla and godzilla minus one are its own thing and there's not as much confusion because of how um they they made this movie well and and to to their like their credit I don't know what's like is is Monarch. I haven't seen it yet. I'm excited to binge it over the holidays. But like, is it part of the MonsterVerse? Is it yeah. like yeah. it's in it? Oh, that's really cool. Because like, it's cool that they planned it out to like, okay, we know this Godzilla minus one thing is coming out. Monarch's gonna come out, and it's almost like the hype building for those will carry over to when Godzilla X Kong yeah. comes out in 2024, right? Yeah, it's inter It's interesting. And maybe a part of the hype is that it's a Japanese-made movie for an original Japanese IP kind of thing. Yeah. Um, because I couldn't see if, like, for instance, I guess how I could relate it to, for us in, in Western North, North America and Hollywood, is, like, if 
Sony just made its own Spider-Man and Marvel made its own Spider-Man at the same time. Yeah. Like they wouldn't be promoting each other. And even now you see like, okay, Sony has uh, rights to some characters and they're trying to make as much money as they can off that to like, I mean, you can't blame them. Marvel has rights to their own Disney, I guess. And they kind of, you know, there's definitely gaps in both because you can't have certain characters from the Sony universe and Marvel and you can't have obviously the main hero spider-man for all these rogues gallery villains and so like you said this seems to be like almost wow this is actually like really cool to see it again from a japanese point of view in a world war ii setting because the past 10 years the what everyone's known from godzilla or kong in the monsterverse series has been modern day like if it happened today what would it look like and even you know that terrible 1999 one that that got you into it that was still like modern day right so we're kind of shifting it was almost like i guess the the 1999 one kind of had a bit of jurassic park 2 feel yeah there was a lot of inspiration yeah 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 and so like i just think that might be part of it um I don't know any any more thoughts on that. Yeah, and it it could be that like studios just were like, "Hey, Godzilla's a great character. It's they're they're fun movies. They're really fun movies." Yeah. And I know there are some people that just they're like, "Oh, monster flicks, like that's not for me, right?" But like I don't know, there's something cool about just like, "Oh, a big monster showed up." Let's see what happens. And, you know, it's not necessarily super political, like in kind of a divisive culture that like anyone can go and watch a movie with a monster. Right. And like all it needs is like ninjas and aliens to show up and, you know, maybe a a musical number. And hey, you got Godzilla the musical. Yeah, I think. I think also why this is getting a lot of hype and deservedly so. And even though I've read a, a couple discrepancies, what what we do know is it was made with a relatively low budget. You no, know, fifteen yeah. million number being thrown out. I think Yamazaki's come out and said no, it was it was more than that. But either way, definitely compared to our hundreds of millions of dollars, yeah. you know, blockbusters that we're used to, you know, the visual effects of this movie and just what they've been able to do with it um while not distracting or taking away from what's going on mm-hmm. um because let's be honest when we see a movie we're so accustomed now to cgi and visual effects mm-hmm. um in modern day blockbusters as soon as something's off we're like yeah. like that takes you out for a moment whether you let it go by or you know it's like okay you know but but it's still like oh yeah i'm watching a i'm watching animation right now and and for a lower budget film to do that it, it's very very impressive and i think it's going to get traction for best visual effects at at the oscars i i think maybe even yamazaki might have a shot at, at a director's thing but but it's really just a great achievement all around and i think it's going to I think it's going to roll with this expansion kind of thing into more theaters due to its popularity. I don't see it slowing down. 
And and that's a win for practical effects, right? And I just I briefly yeah. looked up the budget for Godzilla uh, Kong New Empire is over two hundred million, right? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting, and obviously that's going to be a CGI, you know, bloodbath, right? Yeah. So it, it's interesting to see a movie like this with practical effects that are really well done, and I I think there's an audience for that, right? Even look at like. Uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning had a lot of practical effects to it. Uh, yeah. If go back, uh, Tom Cruise movie uh, Top Gun Maverick, yeah, a lot of practical effects in that. And there, there's something about like, hey, let's just return to really good special effects, practical, you know, stunts, things like that. And it's cool. It's cool to see in in modern day Hollywood that it doesn't always have to be a big CGI splash on screen. Yeah, I, it's uh, it's impressive be, because the scale of Godzilla, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's no small feat to animate that or do anything visual effects wise with it. So uh, yeah, looking forward to to seeing it. Um, the Godzilla hype's real. Why do you think audiences? Now, obviously, in Godzilla minus one, it's more of a villain type character, anti-hero maybe. Why do you think people are so invested in Godzilla, especially with you know Gareth Edwards' Godzilla about ten years ago now, and, and moving in? What like like on the surface, a giant lizard <laughs> eating yeah. things shouldn't really be to me. It doesn't. Like, it doesn't line up necessarily with what we know about modern-day blockbusters today or action movies, but there's something that is drawing people in. Yeah, that's a great question. And and it could be as simple as, you know, Godzilla is just a recognizable name. Like, it, Godzilla has been in the movies for longer than most people nowadays have been alive. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and I... I think there's some there's something to be said about that because like say you and I created a new monster named Roarosaurus Rex and it's like oh man this movie Roarosaurus Rex is coming out and and maybe we had the best trailer and everything no one's gonna go see it in, like unless it was a good movie and stuff like that but like it's not gonna have the same weight as like Godzilla right and that yeah. like even I remember one of the thing in like the animated show from from the the early 2000s they nicknamed godzilla zilla and the main character would be like zilla and they like treated it like a dog and people hated it right yeah. <laughs> they're like it's not zilla as for sure it's godzilla yeah i think it's fascinating i mean i think uh you know i am not uh, I have not seen all, you know, 30 plus Godzilla movies. Uh, I'll just, I'll say that. Um, but I think what's unique about, you know, the MonsterVerse side is that Godzilla is definitely more of on humanity's side kind of thing. Like, oh, Godzilla, get the other Titans, save, kind of save the day while it's like an anti-hero, I guess, more so than a, a villainous character. Um, and and maybe that's why there's some 
some more appreciation too. But I also think, like you said, the longevity of the franchise and kind of returning to its roots. I mean, we've seen it with all the with with a lot of movies lately. Just nostalgia seems to be a hit. Yeah. And so, and so uh, by returning a like you said a popular character for several decades back to its origins why not and 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 like to godzilla minus is one's credit as a film a lot of modern day godzilla movies are similar formula like godzilla shows up but then there's a different monster that shows up godzilla has to fight that monster maybe either kong or mothra like help yeah. him defeat that monster and then he swims off in the ocean and that's the end of the movie <laughs> yeah right where like okay I, again neither of us have seen godzilla minus one i'm excited to see it when i can um but like it sounds like this is not that movie no no but uh again big week for godzilla fans Mm-hmm. Godzilla and Kong, the new Empires trailer, also came out. We would be remiss if we didn't at least mention it in this Godzilla conversation. Um, well, we'll talk more about this movie in depth uh, when the movie comes out in just a few few months. But I mean, good timing on the trailer. As soon as yep. Godzilla minus one, I don't, I don't perceive it as. Uh, you know, trying to compete against, but it's like use, like you said, using that momentum. Let's let's bring it there. And yeah. um, I'm assuming it's Godzilla and Kong. I'm, I'm assuming that's what the X is. I mean, maybe Batman X Superman are going to show up like Donna Justice. <laughs> I don't really get it. Like, I'm a big fan of that movie. I'll say right now, but the X thing in movie titles, I I don't get. I'll just I'll say Godzilla that. times Kong. And put yeah. like an equal sign, equals question mark. Like, I don't yeah. know, something with it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Anyway, I know you're a big fan. It's a continuation of this franchise. Um, again, different type of Godzilla that we're seeing um, in this series as opposed to minus one. Um, any initial thoughts you have from from that and in the Godzilla minus one momentum? So, I love the trailer. Watched it countless times this week. I uh, there was a rumor that it was going to drop last week, and it didn't. I was very disappointed. But then it came out this week, and I was pumped. And I forgot about my disappointment until this very moment. But that being said, I loved most of this trailer. The like probably ninety percent of this trailer, I was like, okay, I'm hyped for this. Uh, this new threat arises that apparently wiped out, you know, Kong's, uh, you know, species or, yeah. or, or, or he's, he's got this kind of apex predator vibe to him. And I, I love all that. I think there's a story here. I, I am optimistic. The story in this one will be a little, little bit more in depth than Godzilla versus Kong. And I know it's controversial. The scene with, Godzilla and Kong running together and yes Godzilla looks awkward he does he looks awkward because we're not used to seeing him run in that fashion however he like that's canon like that's on point like Godzilla's not I know a lot of the times they have him as this slow moving thing but like he's a muscular giant lizard who yeah he's got wheels okay like he he can run yeah I 
what I what concerns me about this is it's always the humans. It's always the humans. And and Godzilla minus one proved that like you can make a movie where the humans are actually on point. But like most of the MonsterVerse movies, the worst part is the human storyline. Yeah. And give us as much Godzilla and Kong together as possible. I love the fact that they don't actually talk English. Like I know Kong knows sign language and stuff. Yeah. But like Godzilla versus Kong, they're like scenes at the end of the movie where they're sort of like looking at each other and grunting. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Like give me more grunts. Give me more dirty looks. I'm here for it. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the trailer and I can't wait for this movie to come out next year. Yeah, um, Adam Wingard's returning. He did Godzilla versus Kong, so I am skeptical in the sense that you know, in our CGI practical effects, visual effects conversation, if we're going to Hollow Earth, which we knew kind of that was the next yeah. step, is going to be a lot. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious how they're going to do that and where the franchise can go. Yeah. From, from this point, because I don't know how many more things we can we can do, but um, I do think you know, as a as a fan of the MonsterVerse, Godzilla King of the Monsters was definitely good, uh, and I think I think a lot of the criticism was on the human elements of that, but I think there's almost too many monsters. I think we might have used up a bit too much IP well, in that movie. That's the interesting thing, though, is Scar King, who's the villain, that's the, yeah. the name of the villain this, is, to my understanding, like, he's not this, like, monster in the MonsterVerse that has, like, a lot of canon material behind him. Yeah. So, like, it's even cool they're taking a risk of, like, okay, we've come up with this new big baddie for Godzilla and Kong to team up with or team up against. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll have to wait until April 12th is when that release date is. Still still a few months away, but it's coming. It's coming. How did you feel about Kong's mechanical hand? Like, it looks like he's got a brace or something on like, like, I don't know how people can, like, criticize a mechanical hand, to be honest, in a movie about Godzilla and Kong. <laughs> you know, like, I think... <laughs> We're being a bit nitpicky at that point. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm assuming something happens to his arm. Yeah. And humans have to help him. I feel like that's just the, the natural. Which would make sense, yeah. 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 So like, I didn't have any any grace with it. It was more like when I saw the discourse, I was like, this is what we're like, – there's bigger things, guys. We're casual couch people. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm excited to see, to be honest, that's probably one of the most interesting parts of the story from the trailer that I got. It's like, okay, like what happened to Kong's hand? Why yeah. does he have to wear, like, does he need the brace? Or is it like, hey, we're going to equip him with a power glove or something? Yeah, I mean. Or like, does Kong know. make it himself? Because we know he's smart. He's intelligent. Like, is, did he learn I guess Mecha Godzilla, how to make a mechanical hand. Like. It's true. It's true. Wow. <laughs> well, we'll definitely come back to a more monsterverse based discussion in a few months from now. But all in on the Godzilla hype train. Um, and uh, yeah, 
same kind of length of the of our first episode, not our mega Hall of Fame, but uh, we appreciate everyone joining us this week on the Catch sure. Coach Critics podcast. Well, uh, we we wish you have a good week and uh, watch some movies, have some fun, and we'll be back here for episode four. Let's go! Like and subscribe. Like, <laughs> subscribe, rate YouTube rate. podcasts. Share. All that stuff. Share. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> All of it. All right. Thanks, Zach, as always. And we'll see everyone later.